RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. You are in the trenches with former Buccaneers offensive lineman Ian Beckles on Radio Influence. Hello, everybody. This is Ian Beckles, and welcome back to In the Trenches. Uh, let me start on a, a slight somber note, not slight, very somber. Uh, my thoughts go out to Keyshawn Johnson and his family. I never, I didn't really get along well with Keyshawn Johnson. I didn't know him that well. I was in a locker room with him in uh, New York with the Jets very briefly, and I knew of him a little bit while I was here in the press while he was playing for the Buccaneers. And uh, I said a few things about Keyshawn that I believe, and he heard, and he's was sensitive. So we never really got along that well. But uh, you never wish anybody to lose a family member. And uh, for, for those of you, I just heard it today. I normally watch Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin in the mornings on ESPN. And they were talking today about his loss, so I looked it up and found out that his eldest daughter passed at 25 years old. So Maya, I believe her name was. So my thoughts go out to Keyshawn Johnson and his family. He's taking a little leave of absence from ESPN, which is justifiably so, to get all his business together. So um, let's hope that that works out. And you know, anybody loses a, a child, is, it's, it's obviously devastating. So keep them in your minds for sure. Um, the unfortunate part when you... When you, you wake up in the morning sometimes and you read the paper and you see what the news is, and I actually sometimes I'll just Google Buccaneers. Today it was all about Carlton Davis, and it's a shame because the Buccaneers are coming off a of Super Bowl championship and p- boat parades and all this great stuff and re-signing all their players, all 22 starters coming back rarely ever happens. And then you Google Buccaneers, and the only thing only thing comes up is Carlton Davis anti-Asian tweet. Now, the unfortunate part and the very hypocritical part for Carlton Davis is, you know, Carlton Davis was a big part of the Bucks Social Justice Board, which they met with community leaders, uh, you know, last summer to discuss ways the police can, you know, better build relationships with black community. Okay, and I, you know, that's good. I pat him on the back for that. But then you can't go hurling anti-Asian slurs. Now, if you if you read it or not, um, there's certain negative words for Asian people. Uh, the one he used may as well. It's probably the N word for an Asian person. Okay, um, he tried to defend himself by saying that the word in my neighborhood that word meant lame. Well. Uh, your neighborhood is South Florida, Miami. Uh, I've talked to a few people from that area, and nobody's ever heard that before. Not saying he's lying, but I'm going to say this, Carlton Davis. Before you send out something like that, you better not worry too much about the secondary meetings. You better start worrying about the primary meetings of, of the whole thing, okay? And the primary meaning of that is the equivalent of the N-word. You just can't use it. Okay, bye. One of my best friends in the world is Asian, Raymond Sakawi from Montreal. Uh, so I grew up with I, Asian people. You don't use that word. It's just not a word you use. That's fighting words. And, you know, in the context that he said it, got to stop letting this word in Miami. You know it. He didn't mean lame. Okay. You know that. Okay. And he's learning from this, obviously. And it's just the timing couldn't be any worse. 
you know, on social media, I, I tend to keep my eyes open and see what's going on. And the abuse that Asian people are take, taking right now is disgusting. It's disgusting. I saw a guy today TikToking uh, with his daughter, pretty little girl, and he's trying to make a TikTok, and somebody yells out, go back to China. You know what? Where are you? Where do you think your roots are from? You think your roots are from Florida? Ain't nobody from here. When you tell somebody to go back to their country, shame on you. That's disgusting. And the timing couldn't be any worse for Carlton Davis. Couldn't be any worse with all the things that are going on in this world right now with Asian people getting killed and abused and old Asian ladies getting kicked in the chest and kicked in the head while other people are watching and you're going to come out and do that. I mean, that's I'm not on your side on this one, Carlton. I'm sorry. I hope that your explanation was from the heart, but I'm telling you right now, it's a tough time to pass that up. I mean, real, real tough. All right, let's get back to some more positive things. Uh, we have to obviously applaud our Buccaneers organization and Jason Light and um, Bruce Arians and everybody in the front office for uh, getting all 22 of our of our people back signed. All 22 starters are coming back. Um, you know, so with the draft right around the corner, for the first time that I ever remember, the Buccaneers can go into the draft thinking, let's just see what comes up. If you, if I've seen draft boards before, not for very long because they're very secretive about their draft boards. They don't let most people see them. Okay, and being a player, I remember peeking in, looking at it, and they're very, very protective of their draft board. So the Buccaneers are in a situation where you have all twenty-two starters coming back, punter, kicker, the whole nine yards. So we don't need anything. Okay, we can use things. But we won't necessarily need anything. And and uh, Jay and Jay and myself, my uh, co-host on Beckles and Retcher, we had a conversation. I want to say it was last Monday, talking about would the Buccaneers dare pick a quarterback at one? And I first I jumped out. I said, no way, that's just dumb. I'm going to retract that. I'm going to take it back. I, I tell you what, if your guy falls, and I don't mean you know obviously uh, one of the top three or four, they ain't going to fall to 32. It's not going to happen. But. If a guy who you think can possibly be the future of this team falls to 32, this may be the time to do it because the Buccaneers don't have any glaring glaring holes. They really don't. So when you go into the draft, you got to keep an open mind. And if you, you usually go into the draft trying to improve your team that year, that's usually your goal. That makes a lot of sense. So in 2021, if the Buccaneers go into the draft trying to improve their team, for 2021, you pretty much have to, you know, focus on a couple positions. As an offensive lineman, you can draft an offensive lineman, but do you want him to play? He's not going to beat anybody out. He's not going to beat out anybody in that offensive line last year who played as well as anybody else's offensive line. So if you draft an offensive lineman in the first round, he's just going to sit and watch. Now, that's not the worst thing in the world, but it's not going to help you in 2021. So if you look at what really would help the Buccaneers in 2021, you would go for a defensive back. You can't have too many defensive backs. It's impossible. Or defensive line. Can't have too many good defensive linemen. That's impossible too. Like you could have a great linebacker, and he's not going to beat out, you know, Devin White or Levante Davis or Shaq Barrett or JPP, and they're going to beat him out. Now, if he's an edge rusher, you could bring him in. But if he was an inside linebacker, you don't take Devin White – 
and Levante David off the field. Never. You don't do it. But if you bring a defensive lineman in, you could all you could always figure twenty plays to get a defensive lineman. To get a defensive back in, you know, there's nickel, there's dime, there's quarter. You can't have enough defensive backs. So if you're looking for somebody to start maybe this year and improve what's going on this year, um, probably should be one of those two positions. I can't really envision. Now you have you have a bunch of picks, so you can you know sometimes you luck out and get you know a nice pick in the fifth round. I was a fifth rounder. You know, Tony Mayberry was a fourth rounder. He was at the end of the fourth round. I was at the beginning of the fifth round. You know, Tony Mayberry ended up starting nine years for the Bucks. I ended up starting seven years for the Bucks. So you can get, you know, a nice pick later in the draft. But if you talk about that first pick, it would make sense to me if it was either a defensive back or a defensive lineman, you know, because they're going to play this year. And you'd like to get better this year, obviously. Now, the only person that's still dangling out there is A.B., uh, they signed everybody else. I'm to the point now where I don't even think they really want to go that direction. I, I mean, I could be wrong. They could come back and re-sign them. But with the draft these days, think of how many great receivers come out in every year's draft. You know, how many great running backs come out in every year's draft? Not many. There isn't, there isn't that many great running backs left in the NFL, period. But every year, the NFL or the college football spits out a bunch of really good wide receivers every single year. So you can find you a gem at the end of the first round, second round, maybe even going into the third round with some of those smaller schools. So it's, you know, A.B., from what I hear, Seattle and Baltimore are still after him, you know, still courting him. Whatever happens, I'm not sure. I hope he lands on his feet. I would, I've said this before, it's buyer beware with A.B. all the time. I don't think it works in Baltimore. No way. You know, put him somewhere where he's going to get what? 30 targets, (laughs) that's going to be a problem. And in Seattle, they have some of their own problems going on with their quarterback not wanting to be there. So we'll definitely see what happens uh, down the way. But I just don't, I don't see AB re-signing. I really don't. Now, uh, uh, Jason just let me know that uh, everybody, we talked about the 17th game already with the, you know, adding the game and what I think of that and how the NFL is hypocritical and doesn't care about CTE and doesn't care about their players. They only care about money. Been through that, gone through that. Eh, I don't care to go through it again. You know, when I'm on the air, everybody's like, well, they signed the deal. Well, you're an NFL player. You have to play to make money. So you're going to sign a deal. The owners got you by the nuts pretty much. So they're going to add a few things. So they added the 17th game, but I guess one of the stipulations is that you get paid in 36 weeks instead of 17 weeks. Now, it may not seem like a big deal to you, but you know if you're making a million dollars a year, you want to get your million dollars in 17 weeks and not 36 weeks. Why? Because now money is the best money. And why would I want to wait 20 weeks for my money when I can get it now and invest it and make money in the next 20 weeks? So it's not the end of the world but the owners are going to keep on nitpicking and keep on grabbing a little this and a little that as they go. And, um, you know, the players are the ones losing out. So the 17th game is there. Eventually, I'm sure during my lifetime, and I'm knock wood, I may hopefully I live that long, they'll add another one. They'll add another one somehow. Because every game they add adds hundreds of millions of dollars, literally and figuratively. So greed is never going away, and if you want to see greedy, uh, there's no more, there's no more greedy than 32 billionaires 
in the NFL, as NFL owners. And for those of you who collect trading cards, uh, look look somewhere in your pile. If you have a Tom Brady championship rookie uh, card, uh, it just got $2.25 million in auction. So I would put that in a sleeve somewhere and make sure you don't you don't crease it. If anybody ever wants to email me, it's ianbeckles at radioinfluence.com. Please make sure you're listening to the other podcasts as well and Beckles and Retcher Monday through Friday. Uh, during baseball season, it's usually till 6 o'clock, so 3 to 6, which uh, suits me fine. But I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. I know you guys are Buccaneer fans and uh, you're still riding high off of that Super Bowl win, as am I. So I hope everybody has a wonderful week and please be safe peace out you have been in the trenches with ian beckles on radio influence this is a cannabis podcast quick fix on radio influence you guys have heard me talk about my Terp Pen XL, and uh, nothing has changed. Actually, I'll tell you what it has changed. I'm smoking a lot less flour, and I've always been a guy who smokes blunts and smokes a lot of flour. But since I got the Terp Pen XL, I've been when I go to Cure Leave, I usually get crumble or shatter, and I found a little bit of hash I had stored away from a long time ago. You can smoke that on your Terp Pen XL. You can smoke tinctures on it. And it just, it's just so easy to lug around. You know, it's just, it kind of looks like a big pen, a big silver pen. And you just kind of take the bottom off. And what I just figured out, because I keep on watching these commercials for it, you could actually store, you know, tinctures and shatters in the lid because it unscrews. So you can kind of throw it in your pocket and you have everything there. You don't have to carry all your stuff separately. So uh, not only is it a great, you know, weapon for all your shatter and all your, your crumble, it's easy as well. And it's, it's so darn simple. I I told you before that I tried shatter before and I tried dabbing before and it was like, it was too much for me. It was too much and it hit my lungs real hard. This Terp Pen XL is real easy, re- easy smoking and you don't, and you don't cough that much and it feels like you're bringing some clean stuff into your lungs. So if you're somebody who wants to dabble in, you know, the, the dab life in a simple way, you gotta go get yourself a Terp Pen XL. You can go to www.terppenxl.com. You can get 10% off using the discount code CannabisPod at checkout. Once again, www.terppenxl.com. For 10% off, you could just use the discount code CannabisPod. I guarantee you won't be disappointed. The Cannabis Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.